You'll never influence the world by trying to be like it. God did not ordain copycats. He only makes originals. You are original. Act like it. Hi, my friend, it's Jasmine, and welcome to the podcast, Shy to Shining, a personal development podcast designed to help you break out of your shell and build self-confidence so you can shine your light into the world. In today's episode, I'm going to take a deep dive into the topic of influencing and being a quote-unquote influencer in the world of social media and how I believe you don't have to be an influencer to have influence on others. This idea came to me because I have been asked in the past with my whole content creation journey from people in DMs and messages asking me and saying, how did you do this? I want to do what you do, but I don't have the numbers or I don't have the following and I don't have the platform and this and that. And I found myself saying, you don't need all of that, those things. You don't need all those things in order to have an impact on somebody. And so in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing some of the five lessons that I've learned in my content creation journey so far and impacting people and influencing people why i am not a big fan of the word influencer and how you can touch someone else's life just by showing up in everyday moments so let's dive in Okay, so I want to set the scene for you real quick by reading a Bible verse because my podcast is faith-based. It has a faith foundation and at times I want to pull out some scriptures that really go along with what I'm talking about today and I felt like this scripture today that I'm about to read to you is very fitting for what I'm talking about. And it's Romans 12 verses 1 to 2. I'm going to read from the message version just because I just like the way the message breaks down the actual scripture and and the terminology that the message version use just makes more sense in my brain. So I'll put on my pastor coat real quick. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed for maturity in you. I'm telling you, when I read that Bible verse, I screenshotted it real quick. I posted it on my story, and then I also put it on this Google Doc. So I'm like, when I record this episode, I'm going to pull it out because it just... It, I could not think of a better way to set the tone for this episode because it talks about the struggle that we have as humans to want this desire to be a part of society and to fit in and to be cool and just uh, simulate ourselves because that's a basic human desire to be needed and to be known and to be loved. However, there is also the struggle as a Christian and just a person of faith where you know that you're not supposed to assimilate and be part of this culture. And so there's this disconnect, there's this dissonance that we deal with when it comes to wanting to be cool and fit in and enjoy life, but also live a life that is pleasing to God. And so I realized that I had that struggle a lot with the beginning of my content creation journey. So I just wanted to talk about that and lead into exactly what it means to be an influencer and how that's the definition is something that I'm 
I'm not a big fan of the term. And then I'll end with about five lessons that I have learned over my content creation journey, even though it's still in its early stages, and how you don't have to be a quote-unquote influencer to have an impact or an influence on others. So my journey is when I was talking about the struggle, this disconnect, this dissonance that you have when it comes to, you know, social media and creating an online presence, I remember in the very beginning, I would have never guessed that I would be in this position right now to have some type of platform, whether it's on Instagram or YouTube and just having a podcast in general. Like if you were to ask me about three years ago, Jasmine, would you start a podcast? I was like, what? Because I don't think I was really aware of podcasts at that time, even though they still they existed. I just wasn't part of what I knew. And then if someone were to ask me, Jasmine, would you start a YouTube channel? I'll be like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Me in front of a camera? Oh, you're funny. Oh, whew, no. And then someone asked me about Instagram. Again, I didn't even get Instagram until I was a junior in high school. And even before that, I was that kid that created a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> I wish I was making this up, you guys, but I'm not. I created a PowerPoint presentation after doing research on the pros and cons of having an Instagram page as a teenager. And I created that presentation, practiced, and presented it to my parents, convincing them why I'm old enough and mature enough and wise enough and smart enough, you know, able to have an Instagram page. And, you know, and ultimately they said, yes, I presented my case very well. So clearly, my intentions on that platform was not to build some type of brand. It was just to actually be a part of my friends and be a part of that culture in high school where people will post pictures of what's going on in their life and and we would just like it as a part of keep it connected outside of school. And so that's where my whole journey started with that. And then I started my blog my senior year of high school and I talked more about my my journey to content creation that way in my first official episode meet your um meet the host episode you can listen to after this episode and i just talked about how i created a blog in 2017 and then a year later 2018 i created a youtube channel and then the same year i created on uh, my blog i actually uh, like officially shifted gears from my instagram and that's where the whole content creation journey really like took off and i had spent less time posting about life updates and more time promoting the content and the blog posts and the videos that I was creating online and just kind of pushed me into where I am today where I am actually using my platform as a space as a tool to build up my online presence and to promote still the content that I'm working on and serving people to the best of my ability online and the reason I'm mentioning this is because the line that really stuck out to me in the bubble verse is about it says don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking and I, when I read that, I was just immediately convicted and uh, I'm glad to be convicted by it because I'm just glad I'm not in that headspace anymore or at least as badly. I remember in the beginning, I followed so many Instagram and quote unquote influencers and bloggers and I just saw their feeds and they were just absolutely gorgeous. The colors, gorgeous. It looked like a well-organized, well-put-together, um, basically a mag magazine article-esque that just flowed beautifully the colors the filters the poses the lighting all of it it was just visually aesthetically pleasing and you i'm sure you remember what i'm talking about it was not as prominent as it was like a year or two ago because people are like realizing that instagram's less of a should be less of a highlight reel and it's more fun but i remember struggling internally because the creative side of me was like this is gorgeous this is beautiful i want that i want that look you know because 
um, visually it was beautiful. It was like artwork. And I could see why people wanted their feet to look at that. But also there was this other side of me that was like the more real life version where I'm like, man, this is so hard to obtain because your life looks so perfect and so beautiful. And like, how do you look at that? How do you look like that when you wake up in the morning? Knowing now, like I, I knew that that's not how they look like it, but the way they staged the photo, just everything looks so perfect. I'm like, okay, so when I wake up in the morning, I, I don't look like that. There's no filter that walks around with you as you go throughout your day, right? You're, you know, um, my hair looks a mess when I wake up in the morning. Usually my bonnet's off my head while I'm sleeping. I have crusts in my eye. My skin's probably dry or just pimples. And it's just, it's not cute, right? And so I remember seeing other people's photos and I kept having to remind myself, like, this is a highlight reel. This is a highlight reel. This is not real. Yet I wanted my page to look like that because I felt like that's what you had to do in order to grow your following and to get people to come and look at your blog as you have this have this beautiful almost spotless blemish free feed and I remember that really heightened the perfectionist in me and I just remember stressing out and like being so caught up in having to have the beautiful feed to attract people's attention I remember going on Pinterest and looking up um, so many blog posts and so many pens about how to make your feet look aesthetically pleasing, how to have do this and how to do that. And I just remember it's like, I could never achieve, achieve that. It was just so hard because there were times where I wanted to post a photo, but it didn't fit my aesthetic feed look. Um, and I just remember now looking back at it, that, that was a time where I had to fight my desire to be like culture, to be cool and be trendy, to think that that was the only way that I can have an impact on people and attract people to my page. And I'm so glad that I've shifted now in the past year and a half from that mindset where like my feed still has like some type of look to it, but it's more focused on the message that I'm sharing to others, less of the aesthetics and more of the message. And that's how I was able to grow in my platform because I get that question a lot, like how do you get a chance to grow? How, how have you grown your platform? And maybe I can film another episode on this one day, but more so when I took that shift from trying to be like society to try to be like culture to try to be like what other every other instagram influencer is being and starting to be more like me and sharing my story and my struggles and my successes and essentially a message for people serving others when i took that shift from 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 focusing on the looks to focusing on the message and focusing on how to how can I serve my audience better then things start to change and that's how I just vividly remember moving away from trying to be like culture and trying to show up and be how God created me to be and show up for the way that my audience really needed me and that forced me to be more vocal and vulnerable especially on my faith journey and that's another reason why I've been able blessed to be able to establish a wonderful community um called the classy crew because they 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 were able to be attracted to the message and my vulnerability and my story and to know that oh she's just like me right she's going through these hard times and these hard struggles and it's not just this beautiful feed that you can admire and compare yourself to you know I never want my page to be a space where you have to compare your life to I want it to be life giving not life sucking away um but I'm getting off tangent I could talk about this for hours but this just leads me to the idea of just how easy it is to get caught up in culture like the Spurs literally tells you that you you fit in without even thinking about it and I was just trying to fit in without even thinking about the repercussions of what it was causing me you know the perfectionist in me was 
coming out so strongly that it was burning me out and stressing me out and creating should be fun right now that I've kind of talked about my personal experience getting introduced into the quote-unquote influencer culture I want to dive in like what exactly is an influencer I I went online because I just like looking up definitions for words to kind of help me frame my thoughts and so First of all, I want to dive into the word influence. And so according to the dictionary, it says that influence is the power to have an effect on people or things or a person or thing that is able to do this. So essentially, it's having an effect on someone, an impact on someone. And then, of course, influencer is just someone, a person or a thing that influences another. Now, nowhere in the definition of influence does it say you have to be an influencer to have an influence on somebody, right? And I think in our culture and so, social media, and I definitely feel like we've gotten better, but there's still strides to get better in this, is that there's this idea that you have to be an influencer is less about the person who has a message to share to people. It's more about the person who has a large number by their name, a, bun, a ton, ton of followers, a beautiful feed, you know, lots of money, this and that. And that's when people call me an influencer, I'm like, ah, I don't know have a level of influence on people but it's not because I'm an influencer it's because I have a, I'm being obedient and I'm sharing a message that God's put in my heart with other people and I just happen to have a platform that is able to be reached to many people I took the risk and put my platform and made it public which allows me to speak to a large amount of people and I think that people I think a lot of people have this idea and sometimes I do too where I'm like man you know if only I had a hundred thousand followers whatever I would be reaching so many people however if you think about it if you have a hundred followers or even two thousand followers think about it imagine you sitting in a room with a hundred people in it that's kind of overwhelming right that's a lot of people Imagine a room with 2,000 people in it. That's the people I'm reaching to right now. And to think that I'm like, oh, I just need 100,000, I need 10,000. You know, that that numbers game you played yourself when it comes to growing your platform, you don't really t- think about the magnitude of who you're touching. Even if you just have 10 people in a room. You know, God calls us, to, even if we just touch one person, we did our job, right? So there's this number game that we're always playing with. And I just... I just that's why I just don't like the term influencer I just don't like it because I don't want people to get caught up in the idea I don't want people to get caught up in society's idea of an influencer because of social media because someone has a social media platform that's large and has a lot of numbers doesn't mean or doesn't take away from your ability to influence people and impact people and that leads me into my five lessons that I have learned as not an influencer but a person I like to say encourager honestly um I'll even take the term kingdom influencer I've been called that sometimes because it shows that my uh priority is to have an impact on people through my faith and by listening to God and being obedient to what he's wanting me to share with you but more so an encourager I want to debunk the fact that you don't have to have a large following or a platform to be able to have influence on people. And so here are the five lessons that I've learned. Number one, there are different ways to influence others. And so I feel like whenever we think about the term influencer, we automatically think about social media, right? But how did people influence people when social media was not around because people did that people had influence over others without social media i mean of course there were other mediums such as newspapers and radio and television but even before that you can have an impact with people without using mediated channels like 
TV, radio, newspaper, etc. right? Some of the things I wrote down, especially just coming from a student perspective, mindset, I feel like a lot of people who follow my content are my age, about um, anywhere between the range of 18 and 25. I'm 20, so I'm like in that middle-ish range. So a lot of you guys are probably students um, either in high school or college, or maybe you're a post-grad and live in that post-grad life. But my mind really went to the fact that you can join an extracurricular activity or club. You can hold a leadership position. For me, I'm an RA, and I'll get right back to that. So resident assistant, you can influence people at your job, etc. So for me, I'm going to talk about more about holding a leadership position because as a resident assistant, I have a group of girls that I am um, a resident assistant for. Essentially, I'm kind of like the big sister in the hall where I make sure and mentor them or I make sure they're doing well. I mentor them and tell them, answer the questions that they might have. I'll tell them about some resources that we have on campus and so on. You know that role, it's, it's easy to go behind the scenes because we're just kind of assimilating to the whole student culture. It's easy for us people to just kind of like forget that we're RAs because we just look like normal students. I mean, because we are normal students and we just hold a different position on campus. But the, uh, the way I engage with my residents on a day-to-day -day basis is very telling and has an influence over them. If they see me at the front desk, you know, doing homework, they may be more inclined like, oh, my RA is doing homework and she's setting a good example. And that's like a role model, um, which I'll talk about as lesson number two in just a minute. As an RA, the actions that I do speak a lot louder than the words that I might say to them. So I can say I care about them and I can say that I want the best for them and that I'm here if you need me. But if I'm not actually actively, you know, making an effort to acknowledge them when I see them in the hallway or around school and saying hi and making them feel seen, or if I'm not actively answering their met questions, whether it's in person or over the phone, then they're, that influence that I have over them, that positive influence to show them that um, positive influence that I can have over them is just going to go out the window, you know, because I am one of those first faces that they see when they arrive on campus and one of the last faces they see when they leave campus for summer break. And my goal is, you know, is to be able to positively impact influencer college experience. And there's nowhere on there that says I have to be an influencer to, or to, tech, to qualify to be a resident assistant or to qualify to have that impact over someone. I'm just showing up as regular old me, Jasmine, the student, who shows up and lets them know that I care. And I essentially lead by example. This follows right nicely into lesson number two, which is lead by example. Growing up, my parents always told my little sister and I to lead by example because I think this is a very powerful way to influence others because I feel like sometimes we we get caught up in the um, saying but not actually doing and your actions speak a lot louder than words. Like I said in the very beginning um, of the lesson is that you can have an influence with people by simply showing up. It's the power of showing up to me, you know, showing up and doing your work well, showing up when you say you will, showing up and being respectful and kind to others. And you don't know how impactful that can be, right? For example, going back to being an RA, if I tell my resident that I'm going to, you know, follow up with them about something, if I actually show up and follow up, that's going to have an impact over them. If I actually take the time to invite them to an event that's happening on campus, that's going to have an impact on on them because they're thinking like, wow, my RA actually sees me and understands me and wants to spend time with me. And you're already having an influence on them and a positive influence at that one. And so leading by example is something that just happens naturally, but you don't understand how impactful that can be on other people. 
My lesson number three is just because you're in this world doesn't mean you have to act like it. And this goes back to Romans 12, 1 and 2. Um, feeling like you have to go with the flow of culture to be cool, to be seen, to have an impact. Where in instead, there's the people, it's the people in history and society that didn't go with the flow that had a really great impact. I mean, think about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I'm filming this episode right now during um, Black History Month. Think about the fact that there's been so many violent protests happening among civil rights, right? And Dr. King was like, you know what? Let's let's try something different. Let's do something different. I don't want to go with the flow. I don't want to be violent. Picture this. Nonviolent protesting. Hmm. And I'm sure people are like, are you crazy? They're out here violently attacking us and you want to like not retaliate? You want to be peaceful? And I'm sure people were very doubtful of this idea, but ultimately, Dr. King and his vision and his philosophy for nonviolent protesting against injustice made an impact, a long-lasting impact, to the fact that we're still celebrating that impact years after his death, right? We're still celebrating his birthday years after his death. And I'm telling you, because he decided to go against the grain and against the flow of what society was telling him, he was able to have an influence on others on generations past and to come. And I think that's the kind of influence that we should be focusing on, not just on the influence that we have on people now, but the influence that we'll have on people in the future. You know, our kids and our kids' kids. And it's all going to like legacy building, you know? I want to have an impact that's going to last, it's going to outlive me. That's essentially what I'm trying to build. Have a legacy and an impact and influence on others that's going to outlive me. Lesson number four is be the person you want to look up to. So this goes with the idea of being a hypocrite, <laughs> which is very easy to get into because it's so easy to tell people and give advice, but it's a lot harder to take your own advice. And I definitely feel that 100% at times. But I think it's also important that when you're trying to influence people, you can't, it's the idea of you can't pour from an empty cup, right? You can't give something to someone that you can't you're not able to or not willing to give to yourself. It's the idea that if you want to have a positive impact on others, you need to start with yourself. You want to have a positive impact. And in order to have that, you need to fix whatever struggle that you're dealing with internally. Because I can sit here, you know, something that I'm dealing with right now, it's being totally honest and transparent, is that this podcast, one of the big elements of it is like a fear kicking. I want you to get move past this stage of fear and be more confident and share your gifts with the world, shine your light on the world. Yet, I definitely still deal with fear. It's definitely still a struggle, day-to-day -day struggle of essentially even just recording this podcast and uploading it. I'm still afraid and there's still things that I have to go against. But the great thing is that I recognize that and I know that if I'm going to influence people and impact people by encouraging you to step out of faith instead of fear, I need to do that myself. I got to do some me work before I help you do you work. And so that goes with the idea of just like you can't influence and impact people if you are not going to influence and impact yourself first. And then that that impact that you have on yourself will impact others you know it's just like I can't give love if I don't have love so I can't influence if I don't have the desire or the uh, message or the uh, 
passion to influence others. And that leads me to my very last lesson. Lesson number five is to recognize the power in the everyday moments. And this takes me back into the verse. I just want to read the beginning once again from Romans 12, 1 and 2. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, everyday moments, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. And so, that's so powerful because God is simply saying, you know, there's so much power in the everyday life and everyday moments that we encounter that we miss out on our chance to have a real true impact on somebody. I think we always think that we need to influence people by writing a number one bestseller book or having an awesome YouTube channel or a top-rated podcast or 100,000 followers or these different accolades and achievements, but you don't really understand the power of a smile or power of a hug or power of, hey, how are you? I know you've been dealing with this and asking someone truly, how are they? These are the types of influences that people need. These are the type of encounters that people need on a daily basis that has an impact. These seemingly small encounters that you have with people you don't understand what long lasting impact that can have on others you don't understand that maybe that person was having a really bad day and was feeling really down on themselves with you asking them how are they and actually sitting down and talking it out with them or offering them a smile or a hug because you've seen that they're not acting the way that they normally do cheery or happy or whatever has such an impact on people and I think we forget that because we're like every day it's just we're living it we're just in it we're living it it's not exciting it's just wake up go to class um do homework go to bed do it again but you don't understand like in that 24-hour period what so what you can do to have an impact or a lasting influence on someone else I really wanted to emphasize the power of small moments just because like even in the bible it's like the faith the size of a mustard seed a mustard seed's tiny 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 can move a mountain like you those small moments those small encounters that you have with people can have a very long lasting very powerful impact on somebody and guess what you didn't need social media you didn't need to be a quote-unquote influencer you didn't need to be a pastor or a person with a bunch of accolades and um the president of this organization it just needed to be you just showing up and caring for others that's how you influence others i digress right now but i just feel so passionate about the fact that you know you don't have to be a quote-unquote influencer you don't have to have a social media platform or business or accolades or achievements or be a president of this or ceo of that or even a resident assistant to have an impact on somebody you just need to show up as yourself before i end this episode i actually want to start praying over you um before i leave i just feel like prayer is such a powerful tool and i don't see it a lot on podcasts if people pray over you and i really enjoy doing that so um if you like to bow your head close your eyes also if you're driving do not bow your head and close your eyes but you can still listen to the prayer dear lord thank you for this day lord thank you for allowing me to have the confidence thank you for giving me the confidence to film this podcast episode and to publicly pray over every single listener listening to this podcast episode right now lord i pray that that you just clearly have breathed over anything i've said i just pray that they can lord i just pray that they 
can feel your presence in the words that I'm saying, Lord. And I just pray that something has stuck with someone today and will push them to continue to be an impactful person on this earth because every single person, regardless of their accolades or achievements and their position on this earth, Lord, that they have the ability to influence, positively influence others, Lord. And I just want to thank you for leading them to this podcast. And I just pray that you just cover them as they go through the rest of the week, Lord. And I just pray that you help them to find the confidence within themselves to be able to break past their fear, Lord. And I just thank you for allowing me to break past my fear and film this podcast. Um, just to be able to serve your your kids, Lord, serve your people, Lord. And I am humbled by this experience. And I just pray that you just walk with each and every person listening today as they continue their day, Lord. And I thank you, Lord. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Shy to Shining podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast like you do on YouTube by clicking the button so you won't miss any new episodes. And be sure to rate the show and leave a little review. Alrighty, my friend. That's all I have for you today. But before I go, remember this. Aim far, my little star, and shine bright, my little light. I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye!